The psychedelic revolution is here. If you want to integrate your visionary experiences into your purpose, get clear on your entrepreneurial path and help people while you do what you love, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to The Psychedelic Entrepreneur, medicine for these times. I'm your host, Beth Weinstein. I'm a spiritual business coach, three-time entrepreneur, and a lifelong student of psychedelics and sacred plant medicines. You carry your own unique medicine, and your medicine is what we need for these times. This podcast will help you to share your medicine so you can create transformation in the world. Listen in on conversations with psychedelic leaders, change makers, and conscious entrepreneurs who are living proof that a better world is possible when you follow your heart and live in alignment with your soul. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm so honored to have Snow Raven here joining us. Hi, Snow Raven. Thank you for being here. Uriechal, Bess, and everyone, thank you so, so much for inviting me. So. I'm so honored to have you here, and I can't wait for everybody to get to know you better. And, um, you know, I haven't even heard most of your whole story, and I'm sure it's so fascinating. But I will say, you know, I saw you perform live a couple times this summer, and I was just really blown away. And there's nothing like seeing Snow Raymond play live. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love, uh, love, love live performances. There's something yeah. magical about that. It's like a pure channeling and you never know what to expect. That's the key. Yeah. It's a mystery that always makes me to be curious about life. I love it. Even you're surprised by your own uh, channeling, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get surprised like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Well, let me read your um, bio a little bit so the audience can get to know you. So. Snow Raven, also known as Sur, I tried to say it right. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> was born in one of the most remote and cold inhabited places in the world, the Republic of Saka, Yakutia? Yakutia. Yakutia, Arctic Siberia. She was three years old when she started to learn the language of birds and animals. Her voice takes its breath from the traditional Saka culture and is truly an instrument. She is the OG of Arctic Beatbox, the reindeer breath, and the founder of Olox ecosystem of many believes common truth, which we'll hear more about. Snow Raven was a participant on America's Got Talent in 2020, headlined at Lightning in the Bottle Festival, Lost Lands, The Elements, Lucidity Festival, Ohm Rising, Beloved, Sundance Film Festival, and multiple shows at Burning Man. She also took place in the Bioneers Eco Conference the International Forum Arctic Circle 2015 in Iceland, and the French-American Arctic Expedition Pax Arctica, sponsored by the Prince Monaco Foundation and in the International Beatbox Championships as a special guest. And you can check out her links. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. And also, um, we're going to find out about OLOX and when it's available to the public. So, But let's get started your story is so interesting. I think there's very few people who've lived a life like yours in Arctic, Siberia, and then now, you know, hanging out in New York City, recording an album and touring around the world. How, how did this come about? What's your story? Thank you so much for a nice introduction. It's, um, I would say, all of these festivals that you uh, listed 
I, uh, I visited here in, in, uh, in the United States. So I moved here five years ago. But before coming here, I discovered the whole world, the big wor world. When I was 19, first time I went to abroad. Um, so being born in small remote place, small in terms of village with 300 people only, but it's a vast area. The entire Republic of Sahayaguchi, it's huge. If it was um, an independent country, it would have been the sixth largest in the world. It's that big. And a density of population, uh, before Russians discovered us, it was even, you know, small, like a per square mile, I don't know, one-tenth of the body. <laughs> and uh, in the 17th century, uh, we were discovered by Russians, and then um, our territory was more, um, more civilization came to us. But before that, my ancestors were living just um, bowing and surrendering and learning about how to survive in the very harsh weather conditions. Um, and it comes from very long and cold winters, which can go to minus 96 by Fahrenheit or 72 by Celsius. And uh, so I grew up living in that constant survival mode, but I didn't know it was survival for me, it was normal. And uh, it's like a for fish saying, what is the water, right? And uh, so we have four seasons, very short summers, very short autumn and springs, but they're very intense, very like wanting, you know, to to absorb that short sunlight. And there is a very interesting part of uh, my life that, you know, like seeing sunsets and sunrise is very special and also sun uh, winter solstices and, and summer solstices. So it's something about North Pole. Everything is so quiet and silence. You can hear little, little uh, sounds and they become, you can even hear the tail of sound, like echoes and reverberation and delays of the sound that bounces from, you know, one hill to another. Um, so I grew up in that very um, pure and and a very primal um, environment and uh, my village was just uh, um, you know like a big family so we know we knew each other we knew their you know like three generations and my grandfather who was the, um, the source of masculine energy the protector um, we we were like poor family because I was born right before Soviet Union collapsed and people's life changed. Uh, but I ne we never been hungry because uh, grandfather was providing the most pure eco, uh, you know, food in a traditional way. We, I grew up eating meat and drinking milk straight from cow, you know, and having chickens uh, surrounded by animals having game, uh, game meat, you know, jackrabbit or duck. Those seasons are the most, you know, like I was waiting for my grandfather when he comes with, um, with meat. And, uh, but here, living in the United States, I don't meet that traditional lifestyle because we don't have this intense survival environment. Here is very comfortable. 
We build all of this environment to comfort ourselves, and there's another way to survive. There are different pred pred predatory like energy that we used to see, unfortunately, in people. Um, because the way my ancestors were living, they had real predators. They could, you know, like a bear or wolves. Um, and um, it's all about the energy. I think it's all about, you know, um, our human consciousness, very, very mysterious. And um, we, I grew up believing in shamanism. And shamanism, it's a very traditional shamanism, we call it Oyunahan, and it doesn't have any plant medicine involved, specifically, particularly in my culture, Safa culture. But we do have over 30 different tribes living in the entire Arctic Circle, Arctic Siberia, and three of them, Italian, Koryak, and Chukchi people, they uh, use Amanita muscaria for their fly agaric, the, the red with white dots, mushroom. The king of the mushroom, they say, um, uh, they used it for their shamanic ceremonies. And I'm eager to talk about shamanism during this podcast. I'm so, so inspired from that. Well, let's, yeah, let's get into it. Um, you know, I when I saw you perform, my friend had told me, she's like, oh, my God, you're going to get blown away by her. And I was like, what is coming out? You know, I could tell this this was pure channel. And it was these beautiful sounds that um, really embodied, it, it, you know, it felt like you were leading a ceremony on some level. It felt like we were calling in these animals and these spirits. And I don't know if that's what was really happening, but that's how it felt. I'm curious, you know, how did you find your voice and find this music? You know, like, was it just kind of, you know, communication with the animals when you were a kid? And then next thing you know, it turns into music. Like, how did this come about? Well, the voice, it's such a powerful gift that we all have. Even when we speak, we sing it, but in a very, very narrow vocal range, perhaps two, three notes only. But when we expand it and stretch it low and high, then it becomes the whole entire melody and your own song. And quite often you hear it in the nature. Nature, nature is full of beautiful melodies and each creature has own song and the songs are the, the uh, type of communication so I um, I'm so lucky to be born um, in that remote place and surrounded by nature by forest and forest was so close and I when I was three years old my grandmother taught me how to sing traditional songs and the singing techniques that you heard at MAP's closing ceremony this this little almost like a yodel singing technique it's like an overtone and it's it it brings the groove it's almost like a bird singing um and all the traditional songs of Saha people have that singing technique besides that we have Alaska. So it's a tongue light technique, which is the palate. So you work with the, your breath and tongue. There are a lot of um, different tricks, a lot of different little um, tools that you can use in order to express yourself. And um, uh, birds and animal sounds, um, they're very special in shamanism because that's 
what she said exactly. We're calling them the spirit totem animals. So my totem animal, as you understood, it's a raven. Right? Raven has four different sounds that I've learned. It has even more sounds. It can even mimic human voices. But um, that's very special survival animal. I call it not even bird. Animal uh, was um, always next to me. Um, I was growing up and feeding them with meat. And whatever I go, they're there. Like they are uh, following me. And ravens, are, they are spread around the world. And I feel at home when I see them. And they're very mysterious. The uh, um, symbol of raven, it's a death and rebirth. And they quite often assist shamans in their journeys. Um, because you see the sort of the raven eye. And a lot of indigenous tribes have that symbolism. Um, so each animal and bird symbolizes something. An owl, for instance, it's a wisdom. And the shaman, when they do the sounds, all the animal sounds, they borrow the skill of that animal or bird in order to fall into trance. So they are assisted by the spirits to fall into trance. And the whole point why Saka shamans or an entire, an entire shamanism these gifted people uh, get altered because of, you know, they want to download. When they are altered, they embody a lot of energy. They basically can travel to the lower world, middle and the higher. That's how we see in shamanism. There are three levels. And uh, so voice, the power of voice and the sounds like mouth harp, for instance, or drumming. It's all the waves. It's... It, that doesn't have any obstacles or limitations. It can travel through many realms. And it guides you. It guides you where you want to go to, if you master how to travel between realms. And the main thing is when you sing, you, it brings you back to your body. So when you are altered, uh, you travel and you collect the downloads, the information that community will survive. That's how my people survived. And then uh, for, for that person, it's hard to come back because they can go far away. And the sound brings you back to body and provides the safe passage back to your home, to your body. Wow. That's, that's so important. And this is such medicine. Um, you know, I've been working on my own voice for many years now, you know, the last okay. like five, six, and it is amazing to see how much my life has changed just by opening up my voice and really getting it embodied and not even caring how I sound, you know, I don't care if I sound good or bad, you know, it's because it's like the depths of my being and I can actually feel like I can observe myself channeling, like I'm like, I don't even recognize who's singing, but and I actually bring this into my work with my clients as a business coach, because like you said, this wow. is like, well, this is the self-expression. Like we need to be really open in our voice and really become that channel to be of service in the world. And that's, you know, that's most the audience listening is, you know, many people are called to service and help during these times. And I'm curious, you know, do you find that your work um, and your, your music and people are giving you feedback that, that people say like, wow, that was so healing or I traveled to an, another world or, 
you know, like, are you traveling to a different world when you're in that state? Um, I'm curious, like, what the, the feedback is from so many people. Yeah, the power of sound is really magical. It's really, it takes you um, to different realms and definitely your soul travels with that sound. And uh, there's one saying that I've learned being here in the United States, uh, contact high. And that was in my, um, also, I don't like the word high. Yeah. I mean, the, the intention behind that, but high, it's actually traveling. You're in the higher world. So that's, that's, that's the whole point of that. And um, the main thing is what you're going to download and what you're bringing to the, to the community, to people who are you're serving. And uh, uh, so the sound, sound just... Um, that comes from your body it's even more deep because there's this contact high they said by watching and hearing person who is falling into trance takes you to to the journey and you're journeying with that person and that's how it was traditionally in my culture so the shamans would gather people and they would have a heroic epic um, storytelling with embodying all the characters and they would they voice tone would change uh they could be an elder or a young girl or spirit or shaman you know like over 50 different characters um and then when you are in the stage and then you share this you embody those voices and um people can there's something about um nearer pattern you know in a more scientific way if i describe uh it, people think that they're doing it with you. Like it's, it's literally your body reacts, like all the cells in your body feeling it. And, and then that opens up some portal that what I heard from people. And the main thing is I love to see their transformation and this inspiration that brings them into, them into transformation. And all of a sudden, you know, I hear them doing birds and animal sounds, or I hear them, you know, sounding their own songs, their own uh, voices. And um, that is the most precious thing. And I do have courses, I do have students, private one or, you know, group, and I'm preparing special educational and um, creative app for that, for Olox ecosystem that we would we, we'll talk about. Um, because that's what I want to bring. Like the whole idea of what I'm doing is to inspire people to bring, to raise their voices because there's a lot of oppression going on uh, these days on self-expression. And um, it just needs to be unlocked because we all have that gift. We're not borrowing it somewhere. We all have that, those voices, very powerful voices. Mm, it's, it's so good. And, um, you know, when I saw you, I first saw you at Dance Beyond over at, up in the Berkshire, uh -huh. this, yeah, the weekend long camp. And I, I had written you and I said, wow, for the first time in my life, I actually feel like it's okay because I've been making weird animal noises since I was a kid. And it was just, I think it was my way of like connecting and communicating. I just, I still do it. I actually have a bird nesting like right outside a window right now and I talk to it and, and, um, 
But, you know, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, wow, you know, maybe there's something here. Like, maybe I could learn not, not to sing like you, but to actually, like, get it deeper into this this depth of connection to these beings and, and like, really radiate it through my soul. Hey, everyone, just a quick break to remind you that the True Path Entrepreneur Group Mastermind Program is open for enrollment now. We start at the beginning of 2024 in January, but we are starting to take applications now. If you'd like to learn more, you can check out the Mastermind webpage on my site at bethaweinstein.com slash mastermind. This is a 12-month group community-oriented mastermind program where you learn how to start, grow, and get clients in your business so that you can help more people, make a difference in the world, and do work that you absolutely love. This mastermind program is designed for new and early stage coaches, healers, psychedelic entrepreneurs, therapists, and anybody who wants to do transformational work in the world and wants to learn the exact steps you need to know to grow your business to the next level, to be able to share your unique medicine and make a difference in the world. So again, that's bethaweinstein.com slash mastermind. The True Path Entrepreneur Group Business Coaching Mastermind Program is open now. I was going to ask if you had classes. I'm like, I wonder if she teaches how to do some of these techniques just because it's so, you know, so far off of like our Western world and what we've learned in our limited, what I always think of as very limited language and voices and ways of using our mouth and our, our body even. Um, but I want to hear about this Olox ecosystem and what you have coming up. Um, you know, and I'm also curious when we hear about it, was this a, a download that came through like your own altered state? <laughs> this idea of the Olox ecosystem, where did it come from? Oh, very good question. Yeah. So I wanted to make also comments on bird nesting and then you been doing this um, animal sounds. It's really beautiful to hear about that, first of all. And um, I wish that we have another language in the entire world to communicate with each other, like our very ancient ancestors perhaps would do before even human language was invented. And um, that's the whole point for courses, for my courses. It's not copying me or not copying the animals, birds, sounds that I do. Those are just opening points. They bring an inspiration. But you and your environment, the connection, as exactly as you said, I encourage people, my students, to embody the sound they hear. Because then you have a harmonious relationship with your specific environment and where you were born. Or where do you live? Because our body constantly absorbs the sound around us. And then when we pay our attention, the word attention in English, it's actually a magical, very powerful uh, energy behind that word. And we quite often taking it, taking it for granted. We say, and then thank you for your attention. We say that too many times that we forgot that it's a really, really powerful word. Uh, just by focusing on one thing, paying attention, the entire universe being created in that moment. So I'm very, very 
happy to hear that there are more and more people being confident about their weird noises that come from the body. And I always say, don't be afraid to sound weird. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's just um, something about our society that we agreed in being in the matrix and building the cities that we should behave in a certain way and that everything is out of that behavior. It, it looks strange and odd and, and weird, but this is the time where we bring our ancestors, like we, our ancestors, <laughs> even that noise is around us and like a reacting. I love that, you know, like being in, hearing the, this orchestra of surround sound and uh, those, um, you know, like the environment changes um, slower than we change. Like trees can live longer than us and they store a lot of wisdom and they are literally a connection to our ancient ancestors. So it's like um, honoring and respecting that environment requires our to understand that environment through the sounds. And uh, thank you, yeah, thank you for reminding it. And uh, that inspired me to create Olox ecosystem. And basically, you know, um, perhaps you've seen uh, my duo project with Andreas. It called Olox first. It was a musical project first uh, that I brought here to the United States five years ago. Um, but then it became the whole, the name of the whole ecosystem because Olox means Olok in, in the native, my native tongue, Sakhatong. And uh, it called the life. It, it, the translation is the life. And uh, I wanted just to expand. I didn't want to be just a musical project. And during lockdown, that inspiration came to me, that this vision, the entire vision. And um, I wanted to create the temple of shamanism and science where I can invite a lot of shamanic cultures around the world uh, as it is and share in that circle in that center like coming more like a council for the for the world bringing a gifted people elders uh, brave hearts and brilliant minds all together to work on solutions of the problems that and challenges that humanity constantly faces and um so the Olox ecosystem, um, uh, when I envisioned that, I needed to kind of sit with that, sleep with that. And it's, it's since lockdown, I'm cooking it inside this my little baby. And it, it, it is becoming more real inside of the matrix. Like when I say matrix, it's a, it's, a, it's a society, it's the physical, tangible world that we've created. And... As it's becoming as an app, the first you create kind of platform for people, for my followers specifically, that I have over 1,500,000 people. I want to, to serve them, give them something special. So those are the tools for creativity. Again, rise your voice and also an educational platform that we can bring an indigenous um, represent, representative that can teach us for their wisdom and perhaps their singing techniques, their 
playing their instruments, their dances. So that's uh, becoming these days very real. I have team, I have developers of the app, and soon we're going to rise um, a GoFundMe, um, and then really, really need your support, you know, like people support to spread the word about that. And um, that is also, you know, all interconnecting music, uh, because the music that I do right now, it's not only live music, it's also, I mean, it's not only the ceremonial uh, music that is, you know, pure channeling or something. It's also has different formats. Let's say I like combining um, electronic music. I, I'm becoming a music producer right now, uh, working with a professional tool as Ableton Live and dropping the beats. So, and I'm bringing this Arctic beats genre, new, completely new, new genre. There are Afro beats, right? There are many different kinds of beats that actually comes from uh, our ancestors. A lot of modern beats that we have today, they all have very ancient roots that embodies a lot of cultures, a lot of voices, a lot of, um, a lot of traditions. And then you can literally connect to those traditions through the rhythms. So I would like to bring Arctic rhythms, Arctic beats to my electronic music set. And I'm also currently working on commercial songs, the mainstream songs. And then look at it more like, you know, you want to spread that to the larger audience and specifically to the younger generations. That's why I'm very, very interested in combining and bridging uh, the scientific technologies with ancient technologies that science couldn't, you know, explain it yet, didn't get it. But slowly, slowly, we're keep unfolding uh, this n wisdoms that we are all surrounded constantly. And uh, I like bringing those, you know, dots into connection. This is going to be incredible. And yeah, please send us the GoFundMe link when it's ready and I will help share it around. Um, you know, there's a lot of people I've interviewed over the years. And, and of course, I think being on this, this medicine path, on this path of awakening the heart and really being of service to the world, there's so many of us that really realize our ancestors and these ancient ways, the indigenous ways, seem to understand how to live, you know, like understand how to be more in harmony with the earth, with each other, with the planet. And there's so many conversations around like all the problems that we're facing and how we can actually turn to these ancient ways to maybe find some solutions. And so there is this, it seems to be going this way, at least this is what I like to believe. Um, but you said, you know, like you said, the masses, this is another story. It's like, how do we get this message out to the masses? And, you know, maybe the masses are not working with ayahuasca or going down and spending, you know, weeks in the jungle with indigenous, you know, communities. This is not like the everyday path that everybody's on. Um, so I've always said medicine music needs to become mainstream one day. <laughs> like this idea of, you know, music being, um, you know, like this, this higher vibration that brings people into this, this kind of healing state where then they can actually maybe tap into their own souls and their hearts and actually 
really get that same, you know, like shamanic download that you were talking about. Um, so I am very supportive of having your work reach the masses and also just the messages behind it. Um, and when cu I'm curious, you know, is there, are there messages that you bring along with your music and your work that is, um, you know, like your mission about helping people see like here are the ancient ways and here's how we could do it better. Is that kind of the, the mission you have and what's, what, what is that all about? Very good question. It's um, everything that I do in music, it has own meaning. And, you know, when I sing in Saka, quite often has a wisdom. And people who even don't understand Saka language, they will share that in, in, in the realm of vibrations. And they will have their own downloads from that. For me, what is the most precious is letting people to... to um, expand their imagination. There's another English word that I really cherish and care about along with attention, it's imagination. And imagination, it's just a, such a powerful gift that human being has. And um, that, you know, gift takes us, it, it creates entire universe entire world and look at the whole physical world that we've created that's someone's imagination like everything that we have today phone it's someone's imagination glasses someone's imagination someone it created it in their own own world in inner world and then they started to invent and uh, it became a useful physical tool for us so I um quite often um, focus uh, on the reason why I do this, you know, path, why I'm on this path, why I agreed to serve this mission, why do I sing those words? And then it becomes more meaningful and, then, and it makes sense for me to, I'm not an English uh, I'm not an uh, English speaker. This is my fourth language. And to become a songwriter in English, that is just uh, one of the beautiful ways to bring meaning. So per perhaps it creates, it, it is created in my imagination and it's, it has a lot of certain stages of translation. So it's translated like into music, just the sounds and then it becomes Saka language and it becomes perhaps Russian because Russian is my second language. And then it becomes English. So, and then it has a lot of meanings. So it's, it goes through many stages. And then on a way, you can observe how human consciousness has these different stages of different layers of translations and I, it was literally like that when I just started learning English I had to translate from Saha into Russian from Russian into English and it would take me longer time to realize and have these pictures like imagination imaginative um, storytelling in my head and then it turned into English word and today I'm so happy that um, I've evolved, evolved, evolved that skill to 
write songs in English. And um, I'm so happy to share it with the entire world. And there are many, many tools how to share. You know, as I said before, sound doesn't have any obstacles. Mm. And um, uh, I believe that our ancestors were telepathically connecting to each other. There was like even more connection, perhaps like a collective. Uh, even the cultures were different tribes were living in different continents, but they were all connected through this over the seas. And then today we're become more close physically. There are more people, less space, but we're not connected. Um, so there is a gap. Um, so, and then I think sound has a, this power to collect all of us, our consciousness. And that is, you know, um, therefore, you know, like we're, we have this yearning for a collective consciousness, like being as one united tribe. That's why we invented even these tools like internet that today we can access to global web of internet and it stores a lot of data and you can put sound, the digital sound there and spread it. So there are certain ways and we call it marketing, right? <laughs> so you can create um, content and market it. Um, it could be the content that is useful or not useful. And uh, it's totally up to us. There's the whole battle going on in the social medias and in the entire internet and even this AI being very trendy today. And, uh, you know, it's totally up to us what path we're going to choose. And there's always this dance between dark and light. There is no just a higher, higher vibration. There's also lower vibrations that are like earthquake, volcano, like destructive energy. And without destruction, we don't have a creation. So it's um, the whole entire, you know, universe constantly dances with these two energies, like a duality is dancing together. And in that dance, they create all kinds of other energies. So oh, that was that's so profound. And I really want people to hear that. You know, there's a lot of people, at least my own clients, one of the biggest challenges for them is really just sharing their voice and really being okay with who they truly are. And I do also agree that this this the vibration of your voice doesn't matter what you say, it doesn't matter how it comes out. You know, it's like the vibration of it is the the medicine. I actually call it share your unique medicine because I hate the word marketing myself. And I'm like, well, it's just sharing yourself. That's it. You know, it's like sharing with no attachments from a place of like, just like your, your art, your creative expression and or whatever, being of service, wanting to make a difference. And that's it. So I'm glad you brought this up. It was so well said. Now, I have a question, you know, coming from your background in, you know, growing up in this kind of shamanic family and, and culture, and then coming over to the Western world, um, and then going to, let's say, Burning Man many times and living in New York. I'm curious, you know, have you had any psychedelic experiences with, you know, plant medicines or um, synthetic psychedelics? And if so, you know, how did those have an effect on your, you know, like the work that you do or the life that you're living now? So that is, um, applies what I'm 
experiencing these days. I've been, you know, because I grew up in environments, in the traditions that we don't have any substances. Um, and perhaps that substance is for us, is the sound, is the singing. And there's something natural, naturally, you know, we all have um, as a human beings, those gifts of altering. There are many, many ways to be altered. And there's something about the North Pole that people would naturally fall into trance without controlling it. And it's, it's a burden. It's not easy for them. Um, they um, go through very, very intense etteni, the rite of passage process. We call it shamanic disease. And uh, so I grew up in that environment learning from elders and specifically from my grandfather who was an amazing storyteller and writer and engineer who brought elect an electricity to the village and built school, kindergarten, um, hospital in the village. Um, so he was a portal and my grandmother was a portal to this mysterious part of my culture. And um, yeah, there is... Um, This vision that, you know, those beautiful teachers, uh, specifically the plant medicines that indigenous cultures know how to dance with these energies, how to deal with these spirits of plant medicine, the gifts of the Mother Earth that remind us that we're all interconnected. So... I truly believe that um, if we bring psychedelics and plant medicines into our uh, society in a respected and honored way and bringing reciprocity, um, honoring the roots of psychedelics because in my opinion, psychedelics have very deep roots and there are derivatives. They're babies of master plant medicines. They are inspired from them because everything that we scientifically discovered, they already exist in the nature. So, and um, I think if there are, there is a, if there is a smart, um, smart approach to that, if, if there is a wise approach and caring uh, to the specifically psychedelics that this big MAPS conference was such a uh, great example, how, you know, people are more aware of that there are these powerful tools, powerful teachers that we can integrate to our um, society, that we can work with our oppressions and inner pains and social pains. Um, and these days I've been envisioning, this is very, very new for me because as, as I told you that I, I grew up in different environments and, but yet it's all connected. So I, I'm connecting those dots and seeing more similarities and bringing uh, the wisdom of my people to this society, modern Western society, and I even co-written 
an article with a psychiatrist, uh, psychotherapist from Yangyan Institute in San Francisco about Sakha shamanism, how it could be helpful for Western psychiatry. And um, through that, you know, I, I built my curiosity and um, I clearly see how the tools that I'm bringing, those courses, how to open up your own voice, mimicking birds and animal sounds, playing instrument and dancing, those could be integrated along with psychedelic assisted therapies that today are becoming um, the, uh, the field of uh, interest of um, quite a lot of people. You know, it's, it's a spreading pretty fast and more states are uh, decriminalizing and legalizing. But again, there are a lot of like a caution and, and then it's more like a caring about other people who are not, um, who are not educated, I would say, not experienced with that. So we need to bring, um, we need to take care of that part. We call it regulation, another English word. But regulation, it's not a control regulation, it's actually caring. You want to care about this medicine, you don't want to let them to take over and damage us, or you don't want to damage other people. So it should come from the caring and compassion and kindness rather than, you know, bringing into control and, and then regulation. So I'm very, very eager to inspire or inspirit the English words that we've taken for granted, such as attention, imagination, regulations, and many others, bringing more Saka meanings, more indigenous meanings to, to this world of words, and reframe them, ref, re, rephrase them, or uh, rethink and refill them in a different way, more deep ways and wise ways. So I truly believe that there are many, many wisdoms that are coming from indigenous people. And if we create these bridges between modern and indigenous societies, we can really benefit. We can truly benefit, I believe. Yeah, the bridge. It's so important because, you know, it's been interesting in this medicine space. You know, I've been on this path over 30 years and it's been a big, profound part of my spiritual path and my um, awakening along with meditation, Buddhism, you know, other embodiment practices. But there's a lot of people that have this kind of um, almost like a split, like, no, that's for the indigenous peoples only and let it be theirs and it's not for us. There's there's a lot of that argument um, over, you know, like do Western countries really need, you know, like is it okay to have a Western or poor ayahuasca or work with iboga here in the U.S. when it grows in Gabon? You know, there's a lot of this like trying to figure it out and trying to get it right. But then there's this, you know, this desire for so many people who want healing, want spiritual growth, want to evolve um, and, you know, and really create a more beautiful world. So it's been interesting, but I, I keep saying this, it's, it's really the intersection, you know, the bridge, like you mentioned, this intersection of indigenous and modern times and science and spirituality and these worlds that come together. And like you said, the sacred reciprocity built into it, you know, because again, I don't believe that, you know, one group of people like owns a plant and then no one else is allowed to have. 
I'm curious, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like that's like okay to maybe work with a plant that's from Gabon in, um, I don't know, Los Angeles? So I would say there is, um, the, the gifts of the nature, they're for reason, they're, they exist for the reason. They're there to remind us about something. And quite often that we are, you know, not in the top of the chain or somewhere part of that chain, part of the universe. And from our hearts, we really, really want to bring it. You know, when you have an ecstatic state and major downloads, first thing what you want to do to share it with people, you really, really want to other people to experience that, right? If somebody are in the healing path, the healing happens when you want that healing experience that you are bringing through your, your soul and body. You want to share it with other people. That's a beautiful uh, way to see another way of healing, like another path of healing, sharing it with other people. And then with sharing, there's quite interesting. It's a process. It takes longer time for us to, to, to figure out how to share. And it's natural that we're all right now in a state of, you know, we divide it into groups and we have our opinions and it's quite often black and white, right or wrong. Um, that's a, one of the stages when human consciousness start to think about that. It's, it's, it's very healthy to question. It's very healthy to um, think about those people and take it for consideration. And quite often, our first reaction, it's, it's uh, right or wrong. But then, then we have more detailed perception, more, you know, like how we can um, say, let's say, how we can merge that right or wrong black and white because naturally you know we we are kind of bouncing we're bouncing from one side to another but naturally our you know being as a human we want what is between so we will come into that point anyway but it just takes a little longer time and um the this excitement around um this energy that separates us into groups and then wanting to participate in that. Oh, I'm going to take this side. I'm going to take that side. It's just, um, um, I see it more um, like a natural way. And um, I'm actually happy that this is happening because there are some people who take, who are aware of that plant medicines are taken care, care by indigenous people and they know how to work with them. So those people will rise another energy and then other people will rise another energy and at some point it will merge because everything merges in this universe. Everything. And um, I just, I'm, I'm uh, very curious to see and observe and even participate, help to, to breach that, uh, those energies. So, I just have, I'm kind of naturally observing it. I know. It's 
kind of, I think, all we can do, really. But um, I, I love this perspective. And hopefully they merge. Hopefully in our lifetime. Because I'm kind of, I'm sick of the separation myself. But... <laughs> But Snow Raven, I know you have to get going, but I want to give you a chance to share what you have coming up the next few months, um, anything you want to shout out. And of course, you know, where can people find you? And, and um, you know, is Olox available to everybody right now or is it still kind of being put together? Yeah, so main information, it's on my website, olox.life, which means, you know, Olox means the life. Yeah. And um uh, you can find the uh, white paper or the presentation that I've created there that tells a lot what I'm doing and what I'm envisioning, uh, what all this does mean. And, um, and then the Instagram, all the social medias, specifically Instagram, it's very active for me. Like first announcements usually uh, uh, start from there. And um, what is the uh, plan for future, for the close future, that the, the projects that I'm working with? It's uh, I'm finishing my ambient album, 12 songs, and that's truly my expression that contains uh, my own original songs in English and uh, traditional songs in Saha. They both are there and it's truly a bridge for me. Um, and I'm working with an amazing composer, Misha Mishenka. Uh, he's from Russia and he moved to the United States recently and it turned out to be we're both in New York. And then we, we'll, I, I wanted to work with him since 2015. You know, and then, uh, this just happened and there's some guidance coming from universe. So we naturally started to create that album in April. And then these days we're working in studio, just the post-production part. And perhaps if it turned out to be that way, we're going to apply for Grammy for the special category called New Age or Ethnic or Roots. We'll see. It's uh, all experiment. It's uh, You never know how it's going to end up. But here we're trying um, to bring it into more like a mainstream or I would say bring in an attention of um, the uh, uh, specific, you know, group of people, professionals. And, um, and then the second oh, yeah. thing is I'm very, very excited about bringing these three commercial mainstream songs Perhaps this is, is will surprise most of my followers because um, that's a new skill that opened up in myself, new voice. I have a lot of voices in me, and um, this each voice has its own character. And um, so that new guest that I invited inside of me, that I am, you know, very much cherishing it and caring about that. I'm very excited about how it's, it's, it's going to make first steps like a baby. And, uh, yeah, and then this whole uh, Olox ecosystem, Olox app, it's uh, taking also uh, first steps. We will announce our GoFoundMe uh, campaign, and it's all going to be on social media. Perfect. Well, we'll be sure to help share that around. Please just get, you know, send me the link and we'll drop it right here. We'll share it with our audience for both the summit and the podcast. 
Snow Raven, it was such an honor to have you here and talk to you. I'm so excited for this new album. Um, and I can't wait to see you play on the playa in just a few days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, by the time this comes out, we'll already be long done. But thank you so much for sharing your unique medicine with the world. This is definitely the medicine that the world needs for your times. And I know that Grammy is yours. I have this, this feeling we're going to make it happen. Everybody watching is going to send you energy because I do agree. This really needs to go mainstream in order to get these messages out there and see, hopefully, you know, a better planet for all. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you so, so much for having me. And thank you for your contribution for, um, for Bill this you know beautiful vision that we have about our earth and home society um thank you for you know being part of this giant mycelium web you know or i would say like wind of change um and um i truly believe that we are the healers for ourselves we're the teachers the best teachers and the best healers for ourselves and uh, let's let's bring that medicine, which is voice, our voices, to the bigger world. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're feeling inspired, I'd appreciate it if you showed your love with a review. And check out my YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this podcast. You can also head to BethAWeinstein.com to learn more about me and grab my free business growth trainings. Remember, you carry your own unique medicine and your medicine is what we need for these times.